Hey, hey, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? I was freestyling. Oh, um, yeah, and and then um, it said that we started recording, so I had to switch my rap into like an introduction. I think it was pretty smooth. You didn't hear any bars, did you? I didn't. Can I hear some? I don't remember. Why I was it was freestyle. Give me a topic. I'll freestyle by real quick. Fingers. Fingers. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I got. Eight fingers, two thumbs. I like to keep the thumbs away from my bums because I don't like to get penetrated. I'm the best on the mic and you just hating. Uh, if you do this around the world, I like to put all my fingers in the girl. Hey, I'm stuck right there. That's it. So, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Freestyling. All Welcome. Right. All right. Thank you for that. <laughs> Welcome to the Sex Cafes <laughs> podcast, the sex positive roundtable discussion. It's your boy, Flashman James, a.k.a. the well-groomed groom, coming to you live from the Bay Area. My co-host, please introduce yourself. Hello, happy Friday. This is Choiceful Moments, recording in Seattle, a.k.a. Choicey. Episode 9. Um... We had some really good responses to our last episode, which was probably the most introspective and deep, would you say? I Yeah, I definitely think it was the most deep episode. Yeah, deepest we've gone so far. Yeah, deepest so far with uh, our guest, Wiz, who uh, really helped us expand our listen listenership or, or listeners, whatever, um, and helped us approach a topic that in light of recent events this past week you know race and sex race is all in the public eye so um yeah it was it was definitely an enlightening discussion and i'm um, thank you for the the good responses from our listeners in regards to that episode um yeah so today episode nine we still haven't got a sound for the kink corner but um we're going to work on that. For episode 10, we're going to have like a soundboard. I guarantee it. I think you should do a sound today because I did the last, I don't know if it was the last one, but I did one. You did do the last one. You did the most. introduction sound. Okay, go on. You introduce Kink Corner and then I'll do the sound. All right. Get ready for Kink Corner. <laughs> you like that's like a whip and anyway. You, you got it. it sounded kind of like a... Um, like one of those squeaks when you like put putty in a jar and you push it down. Like that's what I heard for a second. Oh okay. my god. All right, let me try again. <laughs> introduce it again. Go on. And now we're hitting kink corner. Ooh, so kinky. Is <laughs> that better? Uh yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so on the kink corner this week, we're talking about body grooming, our preferred grooming on ourselves and our partners. partners. Um, so um, I think you should go first for yourself and then I'll follow and then I'll go first for my preferred grooming on our part on the partner. Does that sound we'll good? We'll do. Yeah. Okay. So personally, I like to have 70 to 80 percent of my genitals hairless um i like a nice little small party of hair in the front and i personally like my hair and sometimes my little bush um i feel more comfortable and relaxed when i have hair down there for some reason i think i might just like subconsciously go into like a weird like high expectations mode or like some kind of self-pressure when i'm like fully nude of hair mm -hmm. but yeah and then also I think having a hair down there is like a it's like a good little fortune teller of what's coming because if someone's willing to go down on you while you've got like a bush intact then one you know that they know what they're doing <laughs> and two you know that they are willing to do a lot more to make you feel good that's true they're not afraid yeah um before, before I talk about me, when you do get rid of hair, do you wax? Do you shave? Do you laser? Do you what? What method do you use? I usually just wax. I want to laser, but I'm scared. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm fearful that I'll regret 
permanently getting rid of any hair because I like having a bush sometimes. So that makes sense. And when yeah. I see bush, I don't mean like a crazy thing. It's like a nice little kept a, a, little, <laughs> a little puff. Yeah. Um, for me, I like to. Uh, I'm I'm not ne- necessarily naturally a hairy person, but I prefer to uh, buzz everything. I don't like it to be completely shaven. Um, so I have like this special razor that I use for my genitals. Um, and then zero would be a complete and utter buzz. One would be the next level up. I always put it on two. So it's like not stubble because stubble can be painful, but it's yeah. it's like just really, really low hair. I like to do that on my on my privates, but I completely shave my chest always. Um, you have yeah, a hairy chest? It's not like crazy hairy, but I started shaving my chest because um, I didn't like my tattoos, the ones on my chest, to have uh, <laughs> hair on them. So that's why I started shaving it. And then I realized I also just don't like having the hair on my chest. So I just completely, I completely shaved the, the hair on my chest. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not really hairy anywhere else, not have a hairy back. Oh, sometimes I every so often shave my butt. That hair doesn't grow f- fast, so I don't need to do it often. Um, and that's also, I buzz it down to like a number two on my uh, private's razor because I don't want it to be completely hairless, but I also don't want it to be like crazy hairy. But again, I'm not a naturally hairy person. So it's when, not like it grows crazy. When you say hair on your butt, is it like on your butt cheeks? No, no, no. Um, like, you know, it's like that hair on the butt crack that everyone has. Okay, yeah, okay. I just didn't know. I Like, I, sometimes I'm, I'm new to learning that like guys, some guys are just like, Harry, so yeah. I'm just like, wondering what level of hair. yeah, that's <laughs> not me. <laughs> I am not. I'm not a really hairy guy. Like, um, it's frustrating when I'm trying to grow a beard, but <laughs> it's cool. It makes it makes like shaving my chest easy and stuff like that. And I don't get the back sweat because of crazy back hair and, and shit like that. So, oh, I will add in. I cannot shave with like a razor, razor, like a blade. I will not, I will not bring a blade to my vagina. Like it scares the shit out of me. That's why I prefer to wax where I'll use like the like electric kind. Okay. I've used the blade. I use a blade on my balls. Ah, that scares me. Oh my God. But it's, it's just a closer shave and I'm afraid to use the, um, I've nicked my balls by using my electric razor before. And that shit is so painful that I just went to the straight blade get a little bit of shaving foam. So I guess it's like everything else is really buzzed and then my balls I kind of just trim with a straight blade. Um, but how I prefer my partner to have it is, and I'm not knocking anyone who doesn't do this, but I prefer them to have no armpit hair. I'm not a fan of armpit hair. Wait, did you say armpit? Oh. Yeah, I, I, I prefer <laughs> my partner to completely shave their armpit hair. Um, and... <laughs> That's really my my only my only pre- my only other preference is that I don't like hairy butts. Um, I feel like who does? I don't know. So my I don't know. So I if I had my preference for my partner would be shave the armpit hair, make sure there's no hair in your butt. I really don't care if you have a bush, if you have it waxed, if you have a Brazilian a landing strip, whatever. When it comes to the front, I feel like that's whatever they want to do. That's them. It doesn't bother me. Like, if it's hairy, I'm going to go down, drink from the furry cup. If it's bald, I'll go down and bump heads with baldy. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, it's, it's the armpits and, and the butt that uh, that's what I have a huge preference on in terms of the grooming for my, my partner. Now I'm, in, like, I'm interested to know if, if anyone actually likes butt hair. So if you guys are listening and you like butt hair, what hair will you let us know? Yeah, hello us on our Instagram. I want to know who likes hairy butts. Um, so for my partner, I, I feel weird whenever I'm like pulling on hairs by accident. I feel really bad. So like, I just prefer like, so I'm not hurting you or pulling your hairs. Keep it short. It doesn't need to be like completely gone. I feel like that's an, almost never necessary, but not too long, not all the way gone. A two is a two is good. I'd say, two. like you said. Question. Yeah. 
Have you ever had that terrible thing where you get pubic hair stuck in your throat? My throat? No. I mean, I've definitely got it, like, in my, like, like, felt it on my mouth before. Like, we're like, oh, that's, oh, okay, pulling back, and it's there. But not in my throat. It's maybe the most uncomfortable thing. I made the mistake of doing, of uh, giving oral one time before going to class back when I was in college. And um, a hair got lodged in my throat. <sighs> it was maybe oh. the most painful class ever because I'm just like... <laughs> And everyone's looking around like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I already, like, I hated standing out. In cl- it was one of those classes where it was, like, a small class. Um, oh, and I, no. I hated those ones because then they always ask you to read. And I'm, I'm not, like, a bad <gasps> reader out loud. But I went to college in America. And I my accent's English. And I just fucking hated the looks I would get. Like, I would start reading and then everyone would just start turning around looking at me. Where is he from? And you just hear the whispers. Is he from England? So I hated that shit. So it was one of those classes where I'm just choking on a fucking pubic hair from going down on a girl. And I'm trying to read out loud. And everyone's already looking at me. And I'm coughing like a madman, talking with my English accent. It was... <sighs> those were the good old days. In that, I think in that situation, James, if you would have just like clarified to the whole class, like, I've got some pubes stuck in my throat. That Excuse my... Excuse my hacking or my clearing here. Now I'll continue to read. Oh yeah, that would have definitely that have taken that the attention off. <laughs> Sorry guys, it's I don't have people would have like looked away from you for sure. That's true. That they would have they might have been more intrigued. They might have zoo animaled me and started looking even harder. Like, oh my god. That's a... But yeah, Next so time. that was that's what I wanted to ask you, but but I feel like it's easier for um girls not to get actually i don't know because i've never sucked a dick so i don't know if it's easy to avoid getting hair in your mouth giving head is a girl i feel like it depends on the person because everyone has like their own little preference on their pubes so true and everyone gives head differently too so yeah that's a good point yeah some people are in anyway so yeah king corner preferred some people are all up in that bush (laughs) Some people are all in. All right. The uh, topic of the day. Joycey, take it away. Yes. So today's topic is sex partners, qualities to avoid and look for. That's my other sound. I don't I'm not I'm not in love with that sound. That one. Um we'll just Yes, so the qualities to look for. So <laughs> we're going to be discussing the best qualities to look for, uh, what to avoid, and lessons that we've had that we learned the hard way. Yes. Lessons yes. that we've learned the hard way. So um, how do you want to do this? you want to do I go, you go, I go, you go on the best qualities yeah. and then the same thing? or? What? Yep, let's rotate responses. And hopefully you don't have the same qualities as I do. So for um, me, oh, did you want to go first? Best quality. No, no, no. You can go first. But starting off, what to look for best qualities in a sex partner, James? So first of all, I just want to start off by saying, obviously, I'm married now. And so the qualities in a sex partner have kind of dwindled off because I just usually am pretty much just have one sex partner. It's my wife. Um, But I'm just going to talk about throughout my whole sexual history, um, the things that I have been attracted to and that I purposefully look for. So the first one I had written down is I like people who have an adventurous streak. I am what does that mean? People who are just not afraid of trying things. They have an adventurous streak. That's always been something that I've wanted because I can be really wild sometimes. Um and it's always off putting when my level of uh, exploration is way higher or like dwarfs the exploration, the level of exploration or excitement or adventure that my potential sex partner has. Um, Do you want me to give an example? Yeah. Like, well, also, how do you know? Uh, Well, back in the day when I used to flirt, when I was trying to find people, you can kind of gauge from conversation how far you can go and um, 
also I just feel like people who are, who have adventurous streak, it kind of just shows. I, it's really hard to explain, but you can kind of tell. You know, like people are like, oh, I can tell he's a freak, or I can tell she's a freak. It's kind of like that with like the adventurous thing, and I'm not. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be a freak, but it's just something that I don't know. It's uh, it's a feeling. You kind of vibe with them, and you can tell. Like, wow, this person's they kick ass. They're adventurous as fuck. Um, one girl that I used to um, hook up with back my freshman year in college is um. Remember, I told you most of my wild stories about this Native American girl in college. This yes. is the girl I'm talking about. Um, I wish we were able to have had more sexual relations, but it just didn't turn out that way. But um, I met her in in one of my labs for one of the science classes I was taking, and I could just tell that she just had this kick-ass confidence that just exuded like, "Oh, I'm dangerous." Oh, I like adventure. I'm not afraid of trying anything. Um, and that's what immediately just attracted her, attracted me to her. And so when I started talking to her, just the way we interacted, she was able to give back witty banter. She was just really sharp. She was really confident in everything, in everything she was saying. I was like, yo, this chick is, she's A1. She's A1, all of that. Steak sauce? All of that. All of the steak sauce. And the steak, the steak too. Um and it turned out to be true. She's literally the wildest human being I've ever met. Um, if anyone's been to the University of Washington, you know that there's like these columns, these pillars that they have on campus somewhere, which is like where the original university was before they like built around it and stuff. Like maybe we'd had sex once. And then uh, she messaged me on Facebook. This was when Facebook was the most popular thing. She was like, yo, what are you doing right now? I said, I'm studying in my room. She's like, meet me by the columns, bring a condom. I was like, fuck, yeah. So we basically fucked by the columns outside on campus at like midnight. Um, And that was that type of adventurous streak that I needed. So the first thing I look for is that confidence that exudes somebody who has, that exudes from somebody who has that adventurous streak, that they're not afraid of trying new things. What about you? Um, I just want to say I like this adventurous one. But my one of my things was kind of similar, was just being someone that's open-minded. But I don't know if it's the same in adventurous. But anyways, I'll go to, on to a different point that I have. Um, one of the best qualities I have learned from is someone that knows how to play an instrument well. Ooh, okay. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah. So they tend to be really good with their hands and their mouths more than anything or just in ge- like that just like really sticks out. It's like very impressive. It's like mind blowing, like what they can do with their hands and their mouth. And it's just like, what the fuck is who is what? Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and like, I think it's kind of funny how, from movies you get like those like band or like band freaks or oh the band geeks or... that are just like Nick yeah yeah um when I was in band that wasn't that didn't apply but I guess that's probably too young but like anyone that I hooked up with that is like a musician or like can play an instrument instrument it's impressive and it's just like oh my god oh my god it points to other things yeah, it's some talent. It's talent. I like that. That moving. I like that. Um, one another one for me is a uh, eye contact. Oh, I found that people, like like women that can make like sultry eye contact, or just like are not afraid of eye contact, and I don't know why there's this correlation, but throughout my life women that can make like crazy eye contact are usually insanely good at giving head huh. i don't know why i have that in mind because like you know i write my notes down or whatever whatnot but um i definitely have like eye contact for like one of mine but it's um i have i mean i don't know if i've gotten head from a woman that's 
gives really good intense eye contact but why do you Um, like eye contact though um for me like if a person can carry a good conversation with you while maintaining eye contact it indicates that like they're perceptive of you and they can engage with you which will lead into like real engagement and real connection in the bedroom ah so we're talking about eye contact with different types mine is the like the fuck me eyes (laughs) you know oh okay wait are you referring to like looking down at a girl while she's like no i'm talking about like in a non-sexual situation there's some people that can just it's happened to me on a few occasions where they just i've made eye contact with them and with their eyes they have emoted that yo i i think you're attractive or i want to fuck you or i'm ready or something like that it's one of the sexiest it doesn't happen often it hasn't happened often throughout my life um but i can consistently say i'm thinking of three women in particular um that we've just had this moment we've had moments where we've like locked eyes and they have like literally made my my stomach do backflips just from their eye contact and i i would say i'm a pretty confident guy but they've made me almost like shrink into a shell like wow i feel the power exuding from this woman she's she knows what the deal is and like i said the uh the plus side of that is those three women have also been like ridiculously good at at giving head um maybe that eye contact speaks to them being confident and i know that to perform good oral sex, you have to be confident and not self-conscious. So maybe that's where the correlation is, but just that eye contact, man, that, that turns me out. That turns me wild. Have you, okay. So I've got two different questions for you. Hopefully I don't forget them both. Have you ever tried eye gazing with a person, with someone just like intense eye contact, just like what's well, kind of like sometimes considered like weird, uninterrupted eye contact for five minutes or whatnot um, have you ever done that yeah i tried it once when i was uh on drugs with one of one of my female friends um but then we like it wasn't like a, a planned thing we were kind of just like talking and then there was like a, a little bit of lull in the conversation and then we were like looking at each other uh, but then it kind of felt a little bit intense and awkward because she's not necessarily someone i'm sexually attracted to and i think the same she's not sexually attracted to me plus like I was in a relationship and we're just, we're just friends. And I think it was just like getting a little bit too intense after like 30 seconds or a minute of just like looking at each other, not saying anything. And so we kind of just broke eye contact and we're like, Oh yeah, let's go and dance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, yeah. And the only other person I've done it with was uh, with my partner. We did it. um, One time we were like, just kind of vibing there was no drugs or drink or anything crazy or salacious involved we were just vibing it was actually during a time when we were healing from a lot of pain in our relationship and we just kind of just looked in each other's eyes while we were talking and then we kind of stopped talking and just kept looking at each other and then started tearing up and i'm almost tearing up now talking about it um yeah um so yeah those are the two instances where i've stared into someone's soul it's the best experience i've done it for an hour once wow one person an hour no talking like this whole time it was happening there was like a class that took place next to us that class ended we cried we like it was the i was like out of this world experience and i wish i had sex with that person but i did not and if i get the chance to i bet it'll be the best sex (laughs) of that year no i don't know i can't i can't rank things like that but um yeah eye contact is important i think so my next question what are your thoughts on like eye contact during sex and like has it always been this has it changed over your time never changed i love eye contact um you've always loved eye always contact? but that's just because even when uh, when we on episode three i spoke about how shitty i was at sex from like for still for the majority of my sexual life (laughs) when I think about it because it's only like the past four or five years that I've become more confident in what I was doing but even when I was shitty at sex eye contact was a huge thing for me I I fucking love it man it it just elevates everything I like when I'm going down on a girl I like looking at her eyes 
when she's going down on me, I like looking in her eyes. Um, when we're like doggy is my favorite position, but even sometimes, um, whilst doing doggy, I would like them to kind of like turn around almost, which is probably not the most comfortable position for them. Um, but like looking in their eyes and in missionary, I like, I love, especially when the woman's orgasm, orgasming, orgasm, having an orgasm <laughs> during missionary, yeah. looking in her yeah. eyes. Um, and this is one of the craziest things. And it's only ever happened to me like twice where we both orgasm at the same time. That's only happened to you twice? Yeah, at the same exact time. Usually it's like me or she's already had it before or like it's, it's I've never synced, I've only synced up orgasms twice in my life. Um, what? Yeah. But both of those times were like intense, just looking just looking deep into their into their eyes was like wow so yes i'm a huge fan of eye contact during sex and sexual acts that's interesting i didn't realize like for me it was not i did not like eye contact in the beginning when i first started having sex why but obviously that's changed Mm, I think I just didn't care about the person. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it was just like, oh my God, don't look at me. Like, I'm only here for your dick. Don't look mm. at me. Or like, or like, look at me, but don't look at my eyes. That makes sense. Kind of thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a vulnerable thing to do, to look into someone's eyes. Too. Yeah. I, I tend to make more eye contact. Well, this is like kind of skating away from the point, but whatever. Um, like when I'm drunk for let me start but i hate like touching people that's because i'm a germaphobe so i don't like giving people hugs often i don't like shaking people's hand i don't like doing all that shit so i can literally count on i did not yeah i can this. literally count on two hands the people i will hug and bearing in mind i have a wife two brothers my mom and dad so that's literally one hand taken away <laughs> My jaw is yeah, I, I just don't like touching people. Um, and I, um, I don't mind like holding a gaze and looking in people's eyes and shit like that. Just because my dad told me when you're talking to people, you have to. But like in terms of touching and stuff like that, I just don't like doing it. But when I start to get drunk or if I like, hit my bong a couple times, I become a more loose person, and then I start looking deeper into people's eyes, and I become a lot more outward in terms of giving people hugs and touching people. And I found that, like, and this is nothing to do with sexual. This is just about feeling people's energy. It's, like, crazy how you can really, like, feel someone's energy from start looking at them for a bit, looking them in the eye, like, yo, bro, I feel you. And then giving oh, them a nice yeah. hug or, like, looking at a girl in the eye, yo, how you doing, sis? And then giving them a hug. Um, I don't even know what the original question was, but that was just something I wanted to get out there, mostly to uh, apologize to the people throughout my 30 plus years of living who have literally still yet to receive a hug from me it's nothing to do with you it's i'm just a huge germaphobe and i don't like touching people or hugging people and i also believe hugging is like a transfer of energy like a real transfer of energy um much like sex and that's why i'm really selective with like who i have sex with and who i hug so i like that we're really just talking about transferring energy rather than sex no um <laughs> wait so now i have another question that's, that's just you Go on, shoot, shoot. um are you do you think you're really good at dodging them if someone's trying to give them to you or like what is your process of getting around hugging people if you don't like people them? just don't come up to me hug me i can give i can give oh. off good fuck you energy even to my friends huh yeah. okay I'm going to look for that. Well, now. now I'm going to be conscious whenever I'm around you. So I'm like, oh, hey, I'm going to hug everyone. And then, like, pull hand sanitizer out of my bag when no one's looking. <laughs> wash it <laughs> my hands it and then pour belt. it on my chest and cleanse my soul. Like, oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Next best quality. <laughs> Another quality. This one, uh, am I allowed to do physical qualities? Yeah. I mean, they're your own, so. I love bubble butts big ones and small ones bubble butts um and that's just because i know someone who has a bubble butt either big or small that when we do do doggy it's gonna look amazing <laughs> it's purely an aesthetic turn on thing for me but that's a quality what if i said that 
Okay, I I get I get that one. What if I said that I liked bubble butts on guys? Um, you're entitled to that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't necessarily like bubble butts, but I definitely have thoughts about flat butts, and I'm just like, Ooh. oh, you don't like those the Miley Cyrus booty? Does Miley Cyrus not have a booty? I don't like them. I'm just saying, I take note of them. <laughs> I take note of them for sure, and. Uh, yeah, I've always called people with no butts that they have long hamstrings, that their hamstrings just connect to their back. Um, <laughs> this is mean, actually. There was a girl that we went to. Uh... There's a couple athletes I know that listen to the podcast too. Um, and one of them will know who I'm talking about too, which is funny. Um, but yeah, when, when we used to do warm weather training in in like California, and this probably means nothing to you, but I'm going to say it anyway, just literally for that one listener who's going to get her kicks out of this. Um, when we used to do warm weather training in Irvine, there was a girl that joined our, our group. For Was she even there? I don't know. She was just there on the trip. Lovely little girl. Lovely lady. Um, but we always used to make fun of her for having long hamstrings. No butt, just long hamstrings. And it's just like really weird for a sprinter to not have a butt because we're squatting all day and we're... We're doing shit like that. But um yeah, people with no butts, long hamstring ass motherfuckers, y'all don't turn me on. And I guess Joyce looks out for you too, so don't turn her on either. Uh yeah. Speaking of athletes, another quality that I like to ensure I have in a partner is good amount of stamina. Mm. Yeah. Well, does that does that have to be on the first go around or are you a multiple multiple shots on goal type lady if you don't have stamina the first round then it, there better be multiple shots, shots on they're, like, they're better like I'm I don't I would I don't like to say that I need a lot but I can't deal with a little bit that makes sense, that makes sense. so I mean, I know personally from my experience, there's been situations where, like, I've had, like, too much stamina. But then there's also been situations where I felt like, oh, yeah, I'm in control of this. And then I slide in and it's wetter than I expected. And I'm like, shit, this is going to be rough. I'm just, <laughs> I better start doing multiplication tables because this is, this is going to be rough. This is way too wet and way too tight. <laughs> So, so sometimes you gotta work on your stamina. I guess that's for everybody. Yeah, but I'm also the type of person that, like, I'm, I have no shame, and so if I if I do bust quick, I would literally just tell the the woman that I'm with, like, yo, that doesn't happen all the time. It happened now. You you hella tight, you hella wet. Give me fifteen minutes, and let me show you why one. So. <laughs> That's kind of the uh, the boat that I'm in, or that I've been in previously. So, but I hope that explanation works for you. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's worked pretty. It worked pretty consistently throughout my life. Um, I don't want to go into my body count, but I would say there's only four women that would say that if you were to ask them, "Yo, is is James good?" They would be like, "No, he's terrible." I'd say there's only like four. One of them, fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm gonna say it. One of them, I literally, and people say literally and then they exaggerate. I'm not exaggerating. I literally slid inside. Luckily, I went down on the first, so she got an orgasm. I went inside. Um, it was the first girl I ever had sex with without a condom. She was on birth control. She says, I don't actually know. I haven't seen her since, so whatever. Um, so I slid inside after I went down on her. One pump, two pump. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to come. And that was it. Oh. Literally. Oh it wasn't, even, it like... wasn't even the third. It was like, what, in, out, one. In. Were they even like, were they full pumps? Or they... No, I'm, I'm, it was, so <laughs> would you count as a full pump? A full pump is down and up, right? Or in and out? Depending on where you're located, but 
so in and out in and out is a full pasta yeah, so yeah, i went yeah. in out one in came on the out on the second one so that's like one I and a half pumps. I don't even know. Sorry. It was embarrassing. And um, she was like, what did she say to me? She said some savage shit. She was just like, oh, I remember now. Because we were like flirting for weeks on on, on MySpace. We just kind of danced it back. <laughs> and uh, she was like, really? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> She's like, you talk the biggest game ever. And really? I was like, oh, give me another chance. She's like, no. <laughs> Just no. So, yeah, that's me exposing myself, my my old self. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I got no shame. <laughs> you got better. Those are my space days. Oh, yeah. There was, those are my space days. But, I mean, right. I've had... Yeah, no, no, anyway, carry on. <laughs> All right. Back to best qualities to look for. Um, One of my last ones... Um, it kind of depends on your personal preference of which way you'd want this to go. But I personally like someone that can take charge and mm. make the decisions. So if they can do that in like everyday situations, then they can do it, it might leave in the bedroom. Yeah. But also I like the flip side too, where like I want the control sometimes and I need you to like, let me be in charge. So they can also let go a bit and let me take the reins. I like that too. Hmm. So it depends on what you like, what to look for. Like if someone's very controlling, they're probably very controlling and bad. And you don't want that. And if you want, if you, if you want to be the one in control, then you don't want that. I see. Would you say you are more of a submissive in general? Because I mean, obviously, if you look at, I want for me, if I look at my sexual history, I would say for the majority of women, I am not submissive, but there are one or two where they've just exuded that sexual energy where I'm just like, fuck, you, you can be in charge right now, whatever. So would you say that you are generally a submissive or someone who enjoys being submissive or someone who... Well, yeah. Hmm. I like both, but it also depends on which one I like more on my partner. Mm, so it, the partner can decide what you... Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like, and also like depending on what they're good at, I feel like I'm better at something than they are, then I'm just going to take over in that part. That makes sense. That definitely makes definitely. sense. I mean, not better. If I like my way better, that's... that's... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any more? I, best I do not have any more. Okay. Then we will go on to qualities to avoid. Qualities. Watch out for these. Don't hook up with someone with these qualities if you can avoid it yeah for me the first one is someone who's secretive um oh that's a good one yeah i found that people who are secretive just make horrible partners in general but also just horrible sexual partners i don't know what it is but i guess people who are just deceitful and secretive they can never truly be themselves around you which means they can never truly let go or truly commit to anything sexual-wise, relationship-wise, human-level-wise. And it just makes for a, a really bad connection. So I have always tried to stay away from secretive people throughout my life. And um, that would be my number one on the list. Stay away from people who are really secretive. That's a really good one. I didn't. Ha I don't have that one down, but that's good. My first one is <laughs> someone with no stamina. <laughs> <laughs> it's the flip side of your other one. I, I feel like I, yeah, I, I feel like I've just been burned by that too much. So if they don't got stamina, get the fuck away from me. I don't want your shit. So. Or run some laps. Get your stamina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of mine. Do you have any oh, more? Oh, hell yeah. Um, okay. Selfish people. Oh, that was what I someone that's self-involved. Yeah, people that are so self-absorbed, self-absorbed, um, self-involved and selfish, they usually end up being pillow princesses. You know what you know what a pillow princess is? Oh yes, because I'm not a pillow yeah, princess. Yeah, people just like to lie back and receive and never give. Like um Yeah, I like kind of I think they indicate someone that 
cannot be perceptive of your own mm-hmm. needs. So they're not going to be able to meet those needs at all. Like they just care about themselves and getting their mm-hmm. needs met. I had one situation where I was uh, having sex with this pillow princess and it actually turned out really good. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't ever say this usually about any other sexual partner, but it was me who did everything. Like I went down. Oh my god! I thought you were gonna say it was me who was the no. It was me that did every. I like. I went down on her for a long time. I was like giving it to her like crazy, multiple positions. It was like it was really good sex, but it was me doing all the work. And then afterwards, I like tried to say to her like, and I always always try to come at it with as much tact as I can the first time I address the issue, and then second time I don't give a fuck. So the first time I was just like, yeah, like that was really really good, but. It would be cool, like, if next time you could just, like, do something. Because I felt like you were kind of just lying there and moaning. And her (laughs) response was, it takes two to tango. So if you think that was good, we both were working. And I was livid. I was furious. I was like, you're not working. That was her response. That was her response. She's like, it takes two to tango. So just like, she's like, it takes two to tango. So you thought that was good? I thought it was good. Obviously, we're both working. It's like, no, you... You you didn't you did nothing. You literally wore lingerie. Oh, that was your work. And you did a great makeup job. Put your makeup on perfect and you wore lingerie. That's what you did. Did you mess up her makeup at least? I mean it was kind of sweaty, so it ran a bit, but she was pretty good. She like in terms of doing makeup where it, it's it doesn't really like run or anything. Man, I've had like so many experiences where I where I did all of the work where they were just like I wouldn't have gotten sex unless I got unless I did all the work. So that's why I'm just like, if you don't fucking have stamina, get out of here. Yeah. If you can't meet someone else's knee, get the fuck out of here. I don't need that. Yeah, need man. It. Them selfish peeps, stay far from me. I mean, I like you. What's what else have you got? Man. Get out of here. I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Um another thing I had on my list is people who are ashamed of nudity. Oh, like someone that like keeps their like clothes on? Yes, in a way, but just people who are embarrassed by like... And I guess my other point kind of links to this. People who are embarrassed to talk about sex and people who are just embarrassed of nudity in general. That, for me, oh, is that... the huge turn-off. Like, and I get it. People have like some body issues and they could be like deep, deep... Uh, deeper things in play but if you're supposedly you feel comfortable with someone but you can't be naked in front of them with the lights on or you can't talk about sex in a frank manner like one indicator of people I dislike are people that will be talking to you like this and then all of a sudden when they have to say the word sex they whisper it and then they continue their sentence at regular volume I hate oh that. God. <laughs> oh, I had a roommate that was like that. Pisses me off. And they were like, I was like, how fucking old are you? Why can't you say sex? Like, she was like, intimate. Yeah, it pisses me <laughs> When I came to um, America for the, to like go to college and live and shit, like people on my track team were like, oh my God, this guy is like, he's so crude. He's so rude and everything. I was like, what have I done that's rude? And apparently it was like we were having a conversation at um, the, the athlete's cafeteria. It's called like training table. And um, people were talking about, they, everyone was like skating around the issue of sex and just alluding to it. And then I was like, wait, are you talking about deep throating? And apparently that was like crossing the line. And everyone was like, <gasps> and then I became um, the guy that he's so crude. He's so poor. I'm like, dude, we're fucking adults and we're fucking other adults. <laughs> so like, just yeah. Call it what it is. So just don't be a sh- People who can't talk about sex openly and it doesn't have to be dirty like me. I'm a, just a nasty degenerate man. So if you ask me about sex, I'd be like, yeah, love sticking my tongue in buttholes, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Get a girl off. <laughs> That's me. But I don't expect you to do that. But people that are just like, yeah. So then I met him and then we had sex. Or when they use the term hook up i fucking hate that because and that's an american thing people in england i, I think are more open so i'm not trying to cre- create an, an atlantic war <laughs> but people in america will be like oh yeah i hooked up with him or oh, i hooked up with her and hook up can literally be anything from i kiss them 
to I had sex with them. And I hate that. It's such an ambiguous yeah, term. I think that's like, but I think that's like the point of it. Like if you don't want to. But when you're you, supposed to be talking to someone who you're close with, and you're supposed to be oh, being open. And then your openness is, oh, I hooked up with them. That's bullshit. Yeah. And that's happened to me before. So that's the one. I hate people who can't talk about sex openly. That's a huge turn off. And then the other one is nudity. Like, I get it. don't be embarrassed by my nudity. If I want to walk around back when I had abs and <laughs> I'm getting them back, by the way, people, summer bodies coming, just going to come in in full. When I used to have abs and like a chest and all that shit. Sometimes I like to walk around with a top off or sometimes I walk around just my boxes and shit like that. And people that are embarrassed by that, it pisses me the fuck off. Or people that just only have sex in the dark. It's like, look, I've showed you that I'm... That's yeah. okay, I don't For know. me, I was like, if no, we're going to be committed, you shouldn't be... I Like, <laughs> why are you ashamed of showing your body to me? I'm like, pull up the light. Yeah. Let me get a magnifying glass. I want to look at everything. And I and just admire but and maybe look. it's unfair of me to say that because like i obviously i've struggled with body image issues i think everybody has to be honest but like i think yeah. when you're supposedly close with someone or you've, you're really connected with someone there should be a level of trust and it should just be like look i can be naked around you you could be naked around me this is fine even if it's just what that one person you're naked with, fine, that's cool. But if you can't even do that and commit to me in that level, it's a huge turn off to me because then you're not going to be comfortable having sex. You're not going to be comfortable getting sway. You're not going to be comfortable like making crazy orgasm faces, or you're going to feel embarrassed by my orgasm faces. You're not going to be making noise. You're not going to like, you're not going to be giving me your full sexual energy. And that's something that I'm, I need. And we all know sex isn't always pretty, so it's like it it's needs to be rarely really, like, pretty. Messy. It's very rarely pretty. So, those are two things on my list that I had to just get out because, oof, pissing me off. I've got one more. I think I have one more. Um, I think you need to avoid this at all costs, but you have to like. I'll just say it: a bad oh, kisser. Oh, yeah, that was on my list. A bad kisser. If someone is a bad kisser, that means. They do not know what the fuck they're doing and they don't know what they're doing with the rest yep. of their body. So do not trust mm-hmm. them in bed. Do not go any further. Stop everything right there and go a mile away. Like, get far away from yeah. them. It doesn't matter how banging their body is. Do not be yeah. lulled in thinking, well, you know what? Homegirl's got triple D's Maybe. and a fat butt. Or no. Homeboy's got a 12-inch hog. Doesn't matter. If they can't kiss, they don't know how to use anything else on their body so yeah i think that was my time anymore oh no that's it i do have a question for you, James. um do you i don't know so i've like made up this thing called your king midas ratio amongst sex partners mean? like doesn't he have the, know, the, he touches you know, things is, and right? they turn to gold Yes. So is there like, from your experience, how many people have you had sex with and their life was just like better after that or their life was just worse after that? Like your opposite of King Midas? Worse? Yeah. Like, what's your King Midas ratio? Oh, and like, here's like an example from my, my, one of my favorite movies, like Henry Roth from 50 First Dates. That's a King Midas. Like it's sexual king if i had seen the movie then i would i would get that reference you haven't seen that movie fucking hell james okay okay go just for a second opening scene scene of 50 first dates all these women are just like explaining their like amazing date nights and sex experience oh wait with adam sandler and then i've seen it drew barrymore adam sandler yeah yeah, i've seen it i've seen it yeah henry roth henry roth harry harry paratesticles but anyways (laughs) Um, Henry Roth is like my example. So, are you a Henry Roth slash King Midas, or are you like, well, destroy everything you touch, or like, are you a Dennis the Menace? I can't speak on everyone because 
like I don't think I've always checked in afterwards with a lot, and I've I've I haven't had like a crazy number of sexual buttons, but I've had enough where I I don't know the after effects I've had on all of them. In terms of, I'm not going to name names or anything or be specific, but I know for sure there's at least three three women in my past that um after messing with me they've gone on to just be more confident um happier um better at everything <laughs> i don't know how to say that oh. without sounding like a coggy dick but um i want to focus more on the um <laughs> the flip side of that so you said king midas or the, someone that's destroyed there's definitely one person um from my past who and it wasn't even like we had bad sex but I definitely feel like I had um, a, a huge negative effect on on her life it's actually one of like something I really regret but I'm also like I'm also a person that doesn't like to go back and meddle in people's lives just because I don't know where people stand so like course would like to go back to, and apologize to her and be like i'm sorry for the stuff i did i was a kid whatever but I, i'm acutely aware that just me entering someone else's life especially when you've hurt them can cause a myriad of emotions and you can affect them in such a negative way and um so i think like four or five years ago one of my friends alerted me to the fact oh yeah so and so she's doing so much better she's really good at this she's really good at that and that made me happy. And one of the things I wanted to do was to be like, oh, I'm I'm so glad you're doing better. I'm so glad you're prospering in life. I'm so glad this is happening. And I really want to apologize for the huge, absolute motherfucking dick I was in our past. But then I was aware that if I was to open those channels of communication, it could open up the wounds that she's healed from. Because someone may seem like they're completely healed and then they're not. And so anything can open up that and affect them in a major way. And I also feel like because I hurt her, I shouldn't like, I apologized in the moment. And I know that wasn't enough because I did a lot of damage, but I also understand that it's not my right to insert myself into her life. Even if I'm trying to do it with a positive yeah, intention. with positive intention, because I fucked up. I ruined my chance of being her friend or whatever until she accepts it. And if she doesn't ever reach out, then that's just something I have to carry for the rest of my life because I'm the person that did the damage and I'm not going to mess with her healing or her happiness or her future relationships. Um, and so, yeah, that's there's one person in particular that I would really love to reach out to and say, I'm so sorry for, for what I did to you back in the day but again I'm, I'm so acutely aware that you can interfere with someone's healing or someone's happiness by bringing out skeletons from a closet and so I stay away so you're more of a menace than a Midas no that was no, one option no, of a kidding. menace and three examples of a Midas I just didn't want to go into the examples of the Midas because I <laughs> wanted to do my roundabout way of apologizing to a podcaster that woman will never listen to but still being able to get my feelings out because you know i'm the type of guy that likes to talk yeah. and, and get things out i feel like that could be a whole other episode like the minute i could go minute. into yeah like it's it like i said it, it haunted it has haunted me it has haunted me for a while hmm, okay Oof. so so there's your ratio I mean, I don't know where I'm at with that. Um, thinking about it, because you, because you asked me, so I'm just gonna say. Oh <laughs> wait, I do want to ask you, but I do, I, I do want to brag on myself because I felt like I just shitted on myself in a major way. I, <laughs> bring yourself. I back do want to bring myself back because I just remembered there was this one girl that I did have digmatized back in the day. She was completely digmatized. I, for some reason. Every time we hooked up, she got the business and it was mind blowing for her and she was digmatized. So I'm going to, that's even above the three people that I've made their life better. She was addicted to me. She was literally digmatized. So I'm going to throw that one out there because 
Addicted with a capital D I C K. Oh yeah, she was digmatized. Uh, addicted, capital D I C K. Right. What about you? What's your ratio, minus ratio? My minus ratio. Um, we'll do some quick math. So, so, carry the one and then minus one. Don't forget Pythagoras' theorem. That helps you work it out. Mm, yeah, I got throw on the pi and, you know, negative B plus or minus square root of. That is it. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would, I, let's see, I would say all but one. All but one, yeah. All but one of my my lovely partners are still in contact with wow. me, and not like contact, but like good terms. Like if I reach out to them, they'll respond. And then there's that one fucker who, whatever. <laughs> um, so I would say I'm more of a Midas than a menace, but <laughs> that's just that's just me being extra cocky because I like to. Talk myself. Hey, talk your shit. Talk your shit, man. Speak yourself up. Yeah, yeah. Even those guys that try to try to get out with a without a reason, they like still they're still there, like lingering. Not like not like like at the moment, but you know, I'm more of a Midas. There you go, golden touch. And fuck that last guy. Two middle fingers, (laughs) no Vaseline. Um, what do you, what do you wish you knew about sex or finding a sexual partner before learning the hard way? Um, I wish I knew how to, um, give some great head before learning the hard way. Elaborate. Shall I go into my, my first time story? Okay. Well. Before I did this, of course, I went online to do some research on the art of oral pleasure because I had to do some reading, you know, porn. You can't like just watch and learn. There's too much detail involved. And I read an article and I distinctly remember it saying, don't be afraid to suck too hard. Oh. did this on my boyfriend at the time I was like I turned into a human Dyson Yikes! <laughs> I mean it wasn't like bad though like it definitely worked out it wasn't bad are you but sure it hurt I mean no no he came like it wasn't it wasn't bad but I felt like my so afterwards like the next day or two like my mouth was sore um my inner cheeks were just like sore I mean, he came, so I felt accomplished for the first time. So, yikes, Dyson. That's how I felt. Like my mouth afterwards was just like, "ow," <laughs> but I got him. So, but yeah, after that, I definitely was like, "Okay, that it should not like my mouth should not hurt like this afterwards." That's very funny. <laughs> I felt like I don't. I've never ever sucked that hard. <laughs> you learned your lesson. I learned my lesson, but like at the same time, it like worked for him. So I was like, okay, well, it hurt for me, but it was great for you. I don't know, something's not right there. Um, for me, what I wish I had learned before finding out the hard way is that friends with benefits never works for me. Mm. Um. It's always ended up with either huge falling outs, me catching feelings, them catching feelings, or just a general aura of awkwardness. Those are literally the only four outcomes in every situation I've tried friends with benefits. It's. I will add to that, that one fucker that I just don't, that's just like not in my good circle of partners. That was a friends with benefits situation. Mm. And fuck that guy. Yeah. Like I that's one thing I <laughs> wish I had learned the hard way. Like um like I said, it's either no longer talk, they caught feelings, or I caught feelings, or it was like just general, general awkwardness. Um and that's something I wish I had 
never had to go through and learn. I guess one of them where we just don't talk anymore. That I'm glad that we don't talk because she turns out she's a piece of shit human being. Um, but then there's been other situations where that was actually pretty good friends with people and it kind of ruined the friendship. And then the catching feelings one is always really, really hard to deal with when you're close with someone and it's like, fuck, I'm falling for them. Or when you're like, yo, stop blowing up my phone. <laughs> you shouldn't be falling for me. Um, so yeah, I, I wish I hadn't, I didn't have to learn that the hard way throughout um, my that makes me really curious. But were any of those, like, were they worth it, do you think? Or would you have, like, if you were able to go back, would you just be like, no, like, let's not do that? Well, I would like to unfuck yeah. a lot of people, even just some people that weren't friends with benefits, just because I feel like I've I've had sex with more people than I've needed to. <laughs> um, so asking if it's worth it is it's a difficult question to ask. And maybe if we do a friends with benefits episode later down the line, It'll be something I would have to give more thought on. But um, right now, without thinking about it too deep, I, I can't I can't really give an answer. Sorry to disappoint. Well, from my experience, I'd say I've gotten some like good coffee out of a friends with benefits relationship. Is that a euphemism so, or is like legitimate good coffee? No, no, legitimate oh, good coffee. Okay. Like we were friends with benefits and then I got hooked up with like the best coffee. Free coffee. Oh, there we go. Nice. <laughs> I like it. So it was like great. Like that's we're friends. We have sex, and now I get I get unlimited caffeine. Like good caffeine. hell yeah, I like it. <laughs> so like from my stuff, I'm like I'm happy with my friends with benefits, but like the other one that was bad, like that was bad. Yeah, so. I feel it. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Um, anything else you wish you knew before learning the hard way? Because that's my only one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail about this, but I will just say real quickly. <laughs> um, before learning the hard way, I wish I knew the importance of preparation before. Yikes. Anal. We're going to talk about that on our anal sex episode for sure. For sure. I'm interested to hear that for sure. <laughs> It wasn't, I'm just... Save it. Don't even just leave it at that. I like the mystery. And I. we're going to, yes, we'll deep dive into that. Yeah, okay. We will. Okay. With preparation, because you don't want to deep dive without preparation. That's the whole moral of the story. So. Ah! Yeah. That was good. No. I like that. Anything else? That's all I got. Okay. Yeah. So we're wrap. So that is our... Um, little brief discussion on things to look for things to avoid and lessons that we've learned in our our brief and not finished sexual histories um stay away from bad kisses stay away from bad kisses stay away from people who uh, oh wait god i feel so bad okay so for all of those bad qualities that we mentioned for anyone who who those things apply to um, fix that shit. Just kidding. I don't know what to say about it. I don't know, James. Do you have something? If that applies to you, yeah, that all that like stuff to avoid sucks for you, man. I got no sympathy for you if that's the only one. I, the only one I might have sympathy <laughs> for is if like you're struggling with body image and um, you don't feel comfortable um, being naked around someone. It's something that I personally am frustrated with, but that's because I tried to make connections with most of the people that I had slept with in the past. Um, and so I, I, it would bother me. But if you have a body image thing, I think you need to just learn how to love yourself in that respect. And um, hopefully you can overcome it. For all the rest of the shit we spoke about, you're on your own. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, just hard. Sometimes I can be a kid. I think also if that stuff does apply to you and you have bad experiences where people are like ghosting you or just like not feeling what you give out, Hopefully that's some insight for something you look at and reflect on. Hopefully we're helping you out. Listen to the nuggets of wisdom we be dropping. <laughs> nuggets? Okay. The, yeah. What should I say instead of nuggets? Listen to the the raindrops of knowledge. 
Raindrops keep falling on my head. Hit him with the remix, then raindrops be dropping. Little baby be bopping. Me, I walk in the club and everything is just uh, stopping. Hey, uh, man, I turn up <laughs> like a turnip. Hey, give me my juice with some turn up. Hey, that didn't make sense. Anyway. <laughs> no, okay, we could stop there. We'll end it at that. Thank you. For, <laughs> for thank you for listening to episode nine of the Sescapades podcast. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Sescapades underscore pod. That's at Sescapades underscore P-O-D. D. Uh, you can find the podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, um, Breaker, Spotify, and the Anchor Podcast app. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Um, next week will be our 10th episode, which is a great milestone that we've been able to do this for 10 weeks. And um, it'll also be the first episode during Pride Month. Um, so hopefully we can get some interesting topics for you guys to listen to during Pride Month. Um, all right let's keep that discussion open let us know your thoughts on instagram any questions feedback love we, we love do it. love it um and yeah thank you for listening and fuck, fuck. that guy <laughs> bye <laughs>